Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Previously on Chaotic Normal, The Shattered Isles. The crew of Melores Borealis had found what remained of Camp Righteous, an Empire military camp that was attacked and abandoned after being raided by zombies. They split up, exploring more and more of the camp. I myself, along with Jewel's help, found the tent that the explorer Darwin Nash had made his own. Celeste found a bird cage with an axe beak inside and decided to release it. Phil took the opportunity to use the latrine, only to find an undead in the hole beneath. After exploring and finding what clues we could, Darwin Nash returned, using the opportunity he invited us to explore an ancient one ruins that he could not figure out himself. We excitedly agreed, and we now find ourselves at the entrance to this Ancient One ruins. But what will we find inside? Secrets of the Ancient Ones? Or a plundered ruin filled with traps and other undead skeletons? Let us find out on Chaotic Normal, The Shattered Isles. Darwin Nash has just said that you need to find some way, or the oh, the ancient people, or sorry, the peoples, the more barbarous peoples who lived on these islands and were subjugated by the ancient ones, as he describes it, uh, they, they, whenever they built these shrines uh, that are both worship, or they're both places of worship and of uh, contempt for the ancient ones, that they built them uh, with a way to subvert their traps um it's usually something that would allow for the people who are the locals that know about the thing to subvert it without having to disable the traps and he has sat there pondering uh what about the house of the man and the crocodile how can we subvert its traps what else do we need to know yeah we, we're just putting um alligator hats on strolling right through okay or I mean crocodile. Wait, which one? Oh god. <laughs> Crocopotamus. No, I was saying it it why doesn't Celeste just carry us? It's like the same thing. She's from here. She's in the know, right? Devin? I look slightly like an a crocodile Darwin. more than any of you. I could carry Zellern. There we go. Uh, Darwin Nash doesn't think that her simply being from here is going to be enough. And there was only one set of footprints from where you carried me, Celeste. <laughs> uh, 
the the story no it was about getting across a river and oh i know this story i know this story you have to carry the chicken and the grain at once and then you bring the grain back with you and then you grab the crocodile and bring that back with you so it doesn't eat the chicken i know this riddle all well, right we're so, not grocery shopping what hmm? are you talking about no the story of the alligator getting across the river you all are familiar with this riddle right I got a different bedtime story. Could you please? Oh, it's not more than one. Jules, you used to dive into these caves. Don't you have like a 10 foot pole or something? Can't we just poke around? Uh, not on me, but I've got this robe. Darwin uh, turns looking at uh, Jules and says, Wait, Jules? Uh, hello. Uh, nice to see you again. I thought you looked familiar. What, uh... His eyes clearly land on the uh, bloody scars across you. and You look, uh... Subconsciously hiding some of my skin. You never made it out. Your expedition, the ship... No one heard of you. What happened to you? I, um... I ran into some trouble. I can't believe I, I, I didn't recognize you. I, this is a bit of a, a shock to me. I, what happened? I knew I was getting in over my head, coming to the Shattered Isles. Um, but I thought I could do it. And I was confident, as always. Do you have your logs, your charts, your maps? No. Did you ever reach the Wormheart Vein? I don't even have all of my memories, unfortunately. Damn and blasted, I knew you should have let me copy them. When we were when we were setting off, you, me, and Isabella, uh, and the rest of the expeditionaries, I told you to let me copy. You had maps of the vents. No one has maps of the vents. You oh. had them. I'm you told sorry. me. <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. I I don't have them anymore. Those were old dwarven maps. They could oh. be floating around somewhere. If I can we'll, remember. We'll engage on this later. Right now, we need to focus our attention on the man in the crocodile. Zelnern, you were saying... You were saying put crocodile heads on our heads is your solution? Yes, I, I have... Reason to believe having some crocodile skin on top of your head like a hat will stop the um, enchantments. He looks up at the uh, statue. It does look like a man with a crocodile on his head. Well, we could go hunting for crocodiles and give it a try. Wait, it, I'm sorry. I it, I am not familiar with the story, but from what you told me, it is clearly a metaphor, right? <laughs> It's the crocodile, right? It's not um, actually a crocodile. I, I think they can't talk. Well, not anymore. We forgot uh, how to talk to them. You say that they can't talk. I know of an island where all crocodiles, every animal, has, per- has the ability to see through illusions and see all invisible creatures. It's a blessing from Melora. Who's to say that uh, there aren't islands where all animals can talk? That's incredible. That, hey, no, that's fair. We've seen the Batiri. 
the Batiri goblin can talk. And yet, we and, and yet they're little better than a crocodile. Also fair. <laughs> I just, I don't think that's going to be a good use of our time uh, hunting crocodiles. I, we've yet to see one on our journey here. We had to fight a fucking zombie on the way up the river, but that was the only encounter we fought. Damn it. So you destroyed him? Right that was a message back to Camp Vengeance. Oh, that was... Oh, that's right. You know, Did I you check it. his pocket? Why would we have done that? Wait, Phil, didn't... Did you check his pocket? No, it fell into a... Uh, <laughs> the mouth of a shark. Oh. <laughs> uh, he didn't check his pocket. I thought he was only a torso. Is his chest pocket. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, what was I thinking? I, I put a letter in there asking for help. Damn it, that means we're not getting assistance from Camp Vengeance unless we roll all the way down river. Hey, we should mention that like we're leaving tonight too, so. Yeah, so chop chop. Just throwing that out there. He stares back at it. So you don't think, so the options we have so far is have the, uh, Descendant of native, uh, carry us, or wear crocodile skin on our heads. Explain the having Celeste here carry us. Why do we think that would work? Uh, I I thought you know maybe carrying the crocodile is a metaphor of some sort, and you know she said she's from here, and you said that they they're in the know and they might circumvent the traps, and uh, maybe it. It, you know, represents, uh, this is a reach, but, you know, um, the the discourse between man and the ancients, and, I, I don't know, industrialization. I think I heard something about this in a bar once. Wow. So that would make... Oh, I, I'm... Wow. So let me be clear here. So we are the crocodile, and she is the local? Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. He is man, and we are crocodile. Yeah. Because we represent, you know, the future. I don't know. The bard said something like that. I don't know. Wait, no. I thought it was the other way around that the crocodile represented the ancient ones, because then the crocodile was forced the men to carry it around the world, like the ancient ones subjugated man. Yes, well, what... the uh, the ancient ones provided the natives here a bit of aid. And then subjugated them, or used the debt they owed them to subjugate them forever. Wait, does that mean one of us carries Celeste? Wait, so you said the people who were subjugated here were the ones who built the booby traps? Yes. It's important to know this. Very few people seem to get it through their skulls. All of my research has pointed the ancient ones are not the locals. The ancient ones were conquerors, people who came here and took this space from the scattered tribes who lived here. People might even be a stretch of the word, or at least to say human or elf or humanoid even. At least that is what my theories and research suggest. This temple would have been built uh, by the human tribe or the elf tribe who lived here would have been built by them to create or in order to uh, both honor and fear or honor and damn the uh, ancient ones. 
a f- reverence through fear or a fearful reverence. So, so there's some idea of somehow being carried by some mechanism through the traps that um, you know gives us passage safely. That does right. seem to be the truth of it. Miss Celeste, do you think you could carry he gestures to the five of you any of us? What's your strength? What's your strength um, uh, score? Eight. So, Celeste, your max carry capacity, I don't think could let you carry anyone. Let's oh, all on top of that. Yeah, the your normal carry is 120 pounds, um, and then uh, your like absolute maximum that you could carry without like not being able to move is uh, oh, that's I guess the exceeding the 15. Um, you could maybe get make it fit into your lift uh, speed, but you'd be moving at five feet per round, so that's. 240 pounds the maximum you could carry moving five feet per round so that's like basically maxing out and straining as you're trying to walk through this um that sounds exhausting yes i don't think we have time for that do i i know you've you've used your starry forms to become a chalice is there any other constellation that there's gives you any boons? Hmm? Oh, wait. Gives me any what? Any sort of boon to your physical prowess? I can improve my concentration. I can be really good at aiming. I can be a good healer. Yeah, the dragon chalice and archer. Is there a blessing we could give Zelnern to make it seem like he is an ancient one or of Zerus, you know, descendants or something of the sort. Yeah, like what if Celeste just like, you know, guidances him, gives him the guidance of the ancient ones? Or is there any sort of like temple or something where you can gain a blessing of theirs? Any sort of symbol we can have him carry I'm just spitballing ideas what if we like crawl ooh like oh the alligator yeah like showing like ourselves as subjects like showing reverence crawling or even like averting our eyes like covering our eyes as we go forward something like that yeah, I look at Darwin and I was like, in in your uh, investigations here, did you come across any like, like little songs that people would sing or like stories that people would tell before they go to bed? That's like includes like little movements. Sometimes people hide their uh, their riddle, their like, mm, they hide their booby traps. So- solutions and stories 
uh, he says that he the all the lore and legend of this place is that uh, tale that most people or of this story is that tale that most people know uh, the story of the house of the man and the crocodile which I'm happy to repeat now that you're looking for clues if that helps sure yeah I think that would be helpful in the early days of the world says uh, Darwin Nash man stood by the banks of a river frightened crocodile raised his hand from the water and asked what troubles you cousin man man said i must cross this river but i fear to enter the water alone because it seem it teems with your brethren crocodile crocodile replied it's true you would not be safe but i will carry you across the river safely on my back if only you promise to return the favor Man agreed, and Crocodile bore him safely across the water. When they reached the far bank, though, Man asked, How could I repay you? And Crocodile replied, I wish to see the realm of humans, but I fear to go there alone, because it teems with your brethren, Man. You must carry me on your back across your realm. Man had been tricked, but a promise is a promise, so he carried Crocodile safely on his back across the entire realm of humans, a journey that lasted many years. He also swore in his anger that never again would men and crocodiles be friends, and so it has remained to this day. See, this is why I thought we needed to... I don't know. Hearing that again, it sounds like we carry her. Or maybe there's something inside that we have to take out with us? That we have to take out and oh, carry yeah. with us. It's also we have to kinda, carry it with us forever? Yeah. It's kind of <laughs> tricky because the whole point of the story is that you're not supposed to get into the whole carrying people situation, right? It's like that was a bad idea is kind of the point. Yeah. Yeah, but whoever learns those actual lessons from nursery rhymes. <laughs> Maybe people who survive going through these temples. <sighs> I could do my uh, vortex warp thing again. I could just warp one of us, you know, like 90 feet ahead. <laughs> See what happens. Yeah. No, I also think that part it's very important that you do not go alone. Yeah, we walk with the ancient ones. That's it. So, and let's strike an accord. Celeste, if you walk in there with me, I promise to walk out with you. There. Wasn't part of it that the human was like, probably could have found a better way to cut across the bank? Like built a boat or something, or swim. Learn how to fucking swim. The issue was the water teemed with their brethren, with the crocodile brethren. Oh yes. This is this is tough. I think, but I think going in pairs might be the way to do it. How how wide is the hallway? Uh, it's ten feet across. I think we go basically 
two at a time side by side. I think maybe the traps only get set off if you're staggered. Oh, and you take steps at the same time? Yeah, like you basically move. Everyone takes a step at the exact same time. Yeah. It's worth testing. I'll try. Which pair should go first? Or one person walks and just carries someone else. I don't know. Danny Ocean and I can go first. Yeah, I'll go. (laughs) Yeah, I want to go with Celeste. I don't want to walk with you guys. (laughs) Be careful. (laughs) All right. uh, So Celeste and uh, Danny Ocean step up to the... uh, like climb the dais onto like the raised platform and stand between the massive feet. The pillar-like legs tower up above before bending into knees, hunched in a squatting position, trying to keep the weight of this crocodile up, all carved from magnificently, painstakingly by chisel into this cliff face. You before take a. We hop oh, yeah. in. I look at Phil and I'm like, Phil, don't forget what I said about the evoker coming into the sky and then I cast wheel for both okay. of us can you okay I'm not gonna lie I already forgot so can you please remind me what you um, told me about the evoker it, it, it's irrelevant now but basically oh. like I was just trying to be nice it's fine yeah no it's, it's <laughs> fine I'll, I'll tell you again tomorrow what's going on I know okay. you really like to hear the daily stars Okay. Um, um, but you always it, listen that's what matters yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Jules, uh, I, I found this book, by the way. I think you might be able to read it. And I throw him that, like, infernal Bible. Um, the if I don't make it out of here, yeah. If I don't make it out of here alive, tell my wife and my husband that I love them. You're <laughs> what? Sparrow? And then I turn around and leave before there's any explanation <laughs> whatsoever. You gotta tell me this story as we go in here. Um, you step, the two of you step in between those massive feet and find yourself at the end of the hallway. Um, you're, so you're about 10, 15 feet in and you find yourself standing before a tattered ancient cloth. Uh, whatever, uh, art was once decorated across this like ancient cloth is gone. The only, uh, real effect of this old tapestry is that it kind of serves as a curtain barring the, uh, space of the the part of the tunnel you're currently in, which opens to the entrance uh, from anywhere deeper in. So basically you'd have to push the, uh, you have to step through the curtain in order to see better inside. All right, you ready? We're going to, all right, at the same time. All right, on three. Uh, one, two, three. And, and so, it's, so, and it doesn't look like it's, it's not anything that slides across. You're basically pushing underneath it to get in. Um, and remind me, so what is your strategy you're attempting right now? Describe it to me exactly. Uh, are we going to take steps at the same time, Celeste? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so right foot at the same time, left foot at the same time. All right. Uh, I'll need an acrobatics from both of you to see if you yeah. coordinate okay. that perfectly. Acrobatics or performance. I'm going to uh, use inspiration on this one. I think is this where the cosmic omen applies. It could. It's yeah. the cosmic yeah, yeah, omen. If I'm not mistaken, that is after. Yeah, it's always about to make an attack roll, save throw ability check. Yeah. Sorry, you had you have to use it now. Okay. 
got a 16. 16? 17. All right, uh, and this is, can you, did you add the uh, guidance bonus, or sorry, did you add the wheel bonus, both of you? Yeah. I, I did not. What is the wheel bonus? Yeah, plus six to your ability check on this one. Whoa. Whoa. What's 17 plus six? 23. 23. Thanks. All right. Um, you two step beyond the curtain, disappearing from view of the rest of the crew and uh, Darwin Nash. You find yourself uh, in a another expanse of hallway, plunged into near darkness. Uh, do either of you have a light source? I can... Uh, I have my goggles. My goggles are shining. Okay, so those shine out around you, providing some light. Uh, You find yourself in another stretch of hand-chiseled tunnel that reaches down about another uh, 12 feet or so before there's another one of those tattered curtains. Looking around you, though, um, no trap seems to have triggered as you've stepped into this sort of first chamber. You as you make your step perfectly in unison. Are we able to like? Is there anything on the walls or like engravings anywhere that could help inform what's going on? Yeah, your eyes gaze up and around, and you see that the ceiling here is taller than the. Uh, your goggles are shining out light in about five feet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the the ceiling disappears into blackness over your heads at a greater meaning it the ceiling is taller than your light even shines to, but dense cobwebs drape down along you, and the stone uh tiled floor is covered with a thick layer of mud, creepers, and blown in leaves. Creepers. Like little vines and stuff. Oh, <laughs> bunch of perverts in here it doesn't (laughs) seem like there is any uh or actually sorry in this place uh you do see the walls uh like you have mud and vines across them but you do see that there are markings like kind of etched in old like chiseled art etched into the uh walls you'd have to pull vines away to see it but what do you think phil shall we try to try to read the pictures on the wall uh, what do the cards say? You're the bo- You're the captain now. Now that we're deep in here, you're. I'm the captain. Always... I've never been the captain. I'm a navigator. How far down the hall are we? I can still hear you. You've always uh, been my captain. You're maybe thirty feet from the alive. entrance at this point. <laughs> okay. So uh, yeah, uh, I follow your lead, Celeste. If you want to look, I'll look. Do you want to? Yeah. Do you want to clear vines away to try and look at these lithographs? Yeah. Can I? Yeah, I'll just carefully try to pull on them. I'll, like, turn and look at her and, like, move my hands in the same way that she's moving <laughs> hers, but not look at the wall. <laughs> Alright, it takes a few minutes to clear, uh, but when you've gotten a good enough, or enough clear that you can actually look at it, you see that the uh, lithographs seem to be detailing the part of the story where uh, man asks um, yeah, where man asks Gator for, or Gator, when man asks crocodile for help. I really want to like mimic these. You want to? Okay. Should we ask for help right now? 
call it. Yeah. So you see, like, the lithograph of men standing at water's edge and cro- then and crocodile raising his hands up out of the water, clearly trying to speak. Okay. And then uh, there's a curtain at the end of this hall. Okay. Uh, hey, is there any crocodiles out there on the other side of that curtain? You call your voice out and no crocodiles answer. Uh, is there any uh, symbolic crocodiles? <laughs> if there are any symbolic crocodiles, I am asking for your help right now. You keep repeating different forms of asking for help, but find that your uh, your pleas fall on deaf ears. Does the ground, I know it's like covered in vines and mud, but it isn't like... Is any of it kind of like shifting to look like water? Like we're at the edge of a bank itself? Not really. No. Okay. I just look at Felmic. Might as well just keep trying. Okay. Uh, maybe. All right. One more. Okay. Uh, I'm going to ask you for help. Hey, will you help me get across I'll help this? You. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Yeah. Let's go. Do you do anything different as you uh, approach that next uh, cloth? There doesn't seem to be any sort of acknowledgement of. Celeste's uh, willingness to help uh, but you see there's another uh, canvas or another uh, drape in front of you you'd have to step through. Yeah, Should one it. of us try to carry each other through here like if we're following the story? Oh. Hey Ruber, do you hear me? Yes I've heard you the whole time. Yeah, like so they're you- echoing pretty clear and they're like 20 feet away from you like it's not far. <laughs> hey Captain. Oh, uh, oh, are you talking to Celeste or me? Oh, actually, because this... You actually can't really hear them at all. Uh, oh, because okay. this is a chiseled... Like, hand-chiseled chamber and not smooth, the amount of, like, rough edges and, like, divots and cuts in the wall would absorb almost all of the sound before it really reaches them. Uh, all right. It's like, basically, this is a soundproofed room. All right, Celeste, in my moment of weakness, I, I called Rubier the captain. But yeah, let's do that. I'll carry you. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, so right, you carry Celeste. As he picks me up, I'm going to cast Bless on him to okay. plus four. Or plus D4 to his whatever rolls we need to do. Uh, what's your uh, strength score there? It be ten, matey. All right. uh, Celeste, I know I shouldn't ask this, but how much do you weigh? Like 120, 130-ish. I hadn't really thought about that before. All right, so you both, you realize, so for... Uh, I have strong for, core strength, though, so I can, like, hold myself pretty well. For Phil to not need to uh, cast off his backpack and you to drop your backpack... Um, or sorry, uh, for Phil to not have a walking speed of five feet, you'd both need to drop your backpacks. That's what I'm saying. Do we need our backpacks for anything, do you think? Just if you want to access any of your gear. But it's not your normal, like, I shoot him with my weapon. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll drop my backpack. Yeah. Right, you sh- you shrug. Uh, <laughs> well, fine. Yeah. You shrug off your uh, bags and then... Uh, Phil, you kind of get low, so Celeste can get on your back. You have a normal person's strength, so you kind of strain to like you pick it up, and you're you're walking a little slower, and it's that determined like like you're not you're not having fun anymore. 
and you're not messing around. There's just kind of like a dedicated walk forward as you're giving her this piggyback ride. Um, but you're able to do it without suffering a speed loss. The two of you move rapidly towards the uh, the cloth at the far end. Do you step through it? You want to look? Should we check the walls here? Well, it's, so you're still in that same room that oh, you've been crazy. investigating. Um, I'm asking if you pass through into yeah, the next. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. You step through into the next one, carrying Celeste on your back. Here you step into a place that, again, the ceiling is so high it disappears out of the range of your light, but still draped with thick cobwebs. The stone-tiled floor... Uh, the stone-tiled floor here has significantly less... Uh, detritus on it and you can see that it is that same etched smooth or like that same uh, hand chiseled pattern or like cutting on the ground um but nothing or but as you uh step forward um is there, you're looking at the walls yeah um as you look around the walls here you see that they are paint or that the walls are painted or etched with like deep grooves that all are decorated surrounding um like basically there's deep bleh. the walls are etched with depictions of crocodiles basically this, this tunnel kind of narrows out and is all crocodile depictions on either side clearly representing gator uh or the crocodile carrying man across the river the second part of the story um in fact though as you step into here make a perception check one of you uh, maybe you, Celeste, I'm focused on holding you. I got a 22. Uh, you notice that uh, in hidden within each crocodile is a, uh, or the, at least the first few etchings you can see, is a deep, thin groove looking like it disappears into the, uh, and it's like a large, it's like a tall, like floor-to-ceiling groove that's kind of worked into the pattern of each crocodile, but it disappears much farther deep into blackness inside the uh, uh, kind of cave wall, suggesting something likely comes out of that groove. Oh. Is that at, like, at level, or it's in every single crocodile? It's like floor to ceiling uh, in each crocodile. I stop Phil and point that out to him. And as you pointed out, you realize that the groove on the right wall lines up with the grooves on the left wall. As if something's meant to pass, like something thin is meant to pass from the wall on the right and slice through here into the wall on the left. Like a blade like swinging back and forth? Probably like a blade swinging back and forth. This is it. Is it like a, like a, I probably can't tell what kind of blade pattern it is. I look at Phil. I'm like, Phil, you're a tinkerer. What kind of what kind of booby trap is this? Oh. Is that just your exacerbated noise from oh. carrying her on your shoulders? <laughs> I don't really know what to think here. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what type of check I would do to understand it. But how how Phil understands it, it's very clearly some sort of pressure weighted trap. Um, you don't see any signs of a pressure plate. Okay. But you do, uh, you do see uh, crocodiles all across the walls. And you can tell you're in the part of the story where a crocodile carries man across the water. Okay. Um, so wait, what am I in the story? 
Is, do you carry me now? Do I carry you now? Are we doing this? <laughs> so... So the last room you went into uh, had or showed the part of the story of man asking Crocodile for help. This room shows Crocodile, or it shows the part of the story of Crocodile carrying man across the water. Okay. I guess I just, uh, you ready? Let's do this. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, You've been really cool. Uh, I respect you a lot. Yeah, it's been been a great ride. Yeah, I really thought we were going to mutiny. I was really, really looking forward to that. Yeah. Just so you know, I like to pit you guys against each other. It's kind of my thing. But, uh, well, if we make it through, we still gotta find a time to mutiny. All right, and then I start walking. Wait, are you Danny or is it Phil? Um, (laughs) can you tell me? Just tell me, and I won't tell anybody else. Yeah. Um, Phil looks into himself for a second. Um, I don't remember. Um, but, this person that I am, um, I stole this guy's identity like years ago. Phil's like, or me. Danny's or both? Uh, Fievel. But uh, I mean, look at me. Do I really look like I'm from Zilkomnis? Look at this smile. I smile. <laughs> um, broken, rotten teeth. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So um, I don't know. Uh, my favorite one, though, is Fievel. But it's too many. I don't know. Some people know him. So, anyways, let's go. You start trudging through. Your eyes linger and your heart pounds as you pass by each one of those grooves, imagining the great blade scything down, cutting through you for 18 slashing damage on each blade. And then you find yourself pushing through the. Uh, pushing through into. or the cloth at the end of the hall into the next room. Here, as you stand, uh, or you kind of stand on a small oh, ledge. Wait, wait, we made it. You did. Woo! Here no, you find. we did it. Uh, but before you can truly celebrate, uh, as you kind of shove past that cloth, you find yourself at a wall. Uh, and you find that that wall is aligned perfectly with a groove. So basically, the, as you push back the curtain at the end of this hall, you realize that there is one of the blade grooves on either side of you, meaning that if the trap were to trigger right now, it would cut right through you. However, just beyond the curtain, there is a seven-foot-high ledge leading up to the next room. Celeste is on uh, Phil's back. Celeste, you can see over the ledge, and you look in to see a room that's decorated with with a little bit of light that's shining out. You can see a room that is decorated with uh, a tiled floor that's clearly... Uh, let me see the description here. Yeah, it's uh, tiled in a 4x4 four four pattern of squares ahead. And you see that there's some etchings on the walls in this other room. However, you can tell if you were to trigger the trap right now, anyone in that space where Phil is would get cut by these blades. Can I look at the... So is there, like, anything on the ground that makes it look like... Like, if we were to both get off the ground, would that trigger trigger it? Or if, like... Make a perception as you're trying to see if there is a, like, pressure plate or anything like that. A crit. 
there does not seem to be any sort of pressure plate at all. There doesn't appear to be any mechanical trigger visible in, in the ground around you. So if we were to both, like, climb up the wall, we'd be fine? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there does not seem to be any sort of mechanical trigger uh, visible to you from atop Phil's back with perfect perception looking at the ground around you. There is clearly a trap present with these grooves on the wall. Uh, you recall that uh, Jules spotted or discovered this place is powerfully full of ninth level abjuration magic. Uh, you could, but right now you're over on Phil's back. You could easily, from his back, roll over into the next room and leave him behind. That would not be difficult at all. I think that's how he dies, though. Uh, Phil, you could just, uh, you could much less easily attempt a strength athletics check to climb up over this ledge with uh, Celeste on your back, if that's what you want to. Uh, let me read Vortex Warp for this. You magically twist space around he, around another creature you could see within range. Target must succeed on a constitution saving throw, or the target is teleported in an unoccupied space of your choice they can see within range. The chosen space must be on a surface or in a liquid. You can support the target. Okay, so I'll try and climb up. Alright, that'll be a strength athletics check, and this is difficult. I cast... My your second. peg leg log- legit, like you brace that and start pushing yourself up and over can I give him my inspiration and also use my second cosmic omen or at least one of those yeah okay. um, I got a 3 and an 18 before that w- I rolled with it inspiration I'm not getting guided right no, you have a plus 1d6 from the uh, Cosmic Omen. No, it's just flat or six. It, it's just it's flat just a, six? It's a flat plus six, yeah. Wow, that's good. So uh, what'd you 24. get with that? Wow. Uh, you, with a, Hercule, or like a Herculean effort, pull yourself up with her on your back, pushing yourself up despite your one leg, and uh, get up above uh, doing the one-legged like squat of your life. Uh, to stand up on the edge and you find yourself in the third room along with Celeste. Uh, She is still on your back and your legs ache. Uh, Looking here, uh, you find yourself in a room that's about the same size as the uh, others behind you. Um, However, the area uh, in front of you uh, forms a... there's, so basically there's a 16 foot high terrace in front of you, the floor of which is tiled in a 4 by 4 pattern of squares. You realize there's just enough room for a person to stand at the top of this ledge that you've just pulled yourself onto without stepping on any of the tiles. But beyond that, uh, the pattern covers the floor from wall to wall. So basically like this, this tiles cover the floor wall to wall, save for this little ledge you've stepped on and then save for uh say or like basically it's yes, yeah, so you've stepped onto the small ledge you can stand on, then there's floor to floor a pattern of uh 4 by 4 pattern of squares and uh, then there's another 7 foot high ledge on the other side of this room. And uh, Celeste, from your position on top of Phil's back, so high up, you're able to see the ledge. uh, You're basically able to see over that ledge across the room. And looking across that ledge, 
you see that there is a wooden door on it with a pattern of squares carved onto it. Imagine we've just kind of been like, should we should we go in now or? Yeah, did you guys not follow? They're, they're taking the time. Let's see how it goes. No, you're right, Zalnaren. You know what? You're right. I'm gonna take my time too. Um, uh, so what do you, uh, uh, Darwin, uh, Jules, you want to go in next or what's the deal? <laughs> Maybe we'll see what happens. I mean, they've been going a long time, and I haven't heard a damn sound. Let's go to Bob. Wait a little longer, and they'll... You know, actually, I think hearing a sound might be a bad sign in this place. Something tells me. That's true. But maybe it's just, like, silent in there, and they're already dead. Maybe they died right, right when they went in. Yeah, um... when. I would, can you, like, just while we're here, I guess, while we have the time, do you have a list of uh, who might make a good bosun and a good navigator? <laughs> if they do end up dead, of course. I mean, uh, you've been mingling with the crew. I can't say I've thought to make that list ahead of time, but I can uh, get out okay. the roster and start looking. Yeah, just vet the crew, who you think might be a good navigator, and... Uh, oh, yeah, I mentioned that we found I found someone who might be a good doctor, right? Celeste, you sit on Phil or Danny's shoulders uh, on the on a small ledge. Looking behind you, there's a seven foot drop. So for you, up on top of his shoulders is like a fifteen foot drop back through a curtain into a blade hallway. Uh, looking forward, though, the room is covered by f- uh, a four by four, so sixteen square pattern of uh, large tiles um so it's just four like stone colored tiles across and four stone colored tiles deep that leads uh, flush with the walls across the room to a seven foot ledge on the far side now phil can't see over that ledge he can see a little bit of his of what's be over it from this distance and you can spot that in the dim gloom of the light that there is a wooden door that's painted with uh uh, similar or a similar four by four pattern. Phil, from his position, uh, not or in kind of in the back and not standing on someone's shoulders, can only see the top three of the four rows of tiles on that. Uh, or sorry, the top three of four rows on the uh, wooden door of squares on the wooden door. You, however, Celeste, from the position atop his back, you can see all four tiles are all four rows of squares on the wooden door and you quickly realize that they do correspond or not correspond but those four or that four by four pattern of squares on the door look very similar to the four by four pattern of squares that make up the tiles in front of you sorry how long is the path is it like a series of four by four squares it is uh, four tiles deep and four tiles wide. Each tile is maybe uh, about two or three feet across. So about three foot across tiles, four of them deep, four of them wide. So the whole room's maybe 12 feet across. Okay. Um, I explained this to Phil and 
ask him, I'm starting to think, I'm like, okay, so we already, we did the part where you carried me, mm-hmm. as or the crocodile carried man, and then next was when man realized he got tricked. And looking at the walls, you see that, uh, in fact, there does seem to be a scene now depicting man, uh, the scene of man talking to crocodile and asking uh, crocodile how to re- how he can repay them, and crocodile then of course sh- revealing that he had tricked man. Okay, so Celeste, I think that maybe going in into this tunnel itself represents the whole journey of man carrying crocodile. So if you're seeing one more symbol than I am, I think that's like the crocodile still having more knowledge. So, you know, if I were to be walking down this path and I, I, I step on these stones in the order that I see them on this fourth stone, this knowledge that I don't have, I think that's when the trap would activate. But you have that like mm. that next piece of the puzzle. So I think we're doing this right but so if, I th- so if I, th- I tell you the order of the top four yeah you follow those steps you think that will get us there that's what I'm thinking and then I think that the next part of the riddle might represent when we leave the tunnel um, but I don't know now that I'm thinking about it Maybe we missed something in the first tunnel since, you know, we weren't, no one was on someone's back. And like in the last tunnel, you got more information because you could see more. But, um, I mean, we're still alive, which is good. But, um, yeah, I don't know. That's what I would think. Or alternatively, like, you could carry me, but I would still think that we would probably follow the pattern that you're seeing up there right I don't know to make the explanation of this trap a little easier to track on your end um, I have uh, in the roll 20 put a uh, grid of 4x4 squares and then labeled them the rows top to bottom A through D and the columns left to right, one through four. And so you see there's tiles that look like that. They're all the same color, stone and gray. Um, and then you see that the door across the, at the end of the room, it's like the, uh, there's the floor has these large three foot tiles. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the door at the end of the room, which has, uh, that does help. There's a door at the end of the room, which has uh, also a four by four pattern of squares on it. And they're uh, also all the same color. Does that make sense? So there's no, there's at least okay. initially, there is no clearly apparent. Like way thing. to solve it. Yeah. Just that I see less than she does from my yeah. perspective. Basically, it, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, I completely misunderstood what you were communicating to me from my shoulders. Um, 
so I'm lost. So yeah, you can carry me. <laughs> you want me to carry you? I don't know. What do? You, what would you do? I mean, yeah, I can try it. Maybe you can see something from this grid that I don't. But we'll move a lot slower. Celeste, make a perception check as you look at the grid on the door. I got a 13. You find the tiniest, almost impossible secret request required a DC 13 glow emanating from one of the squares in the door in the lower left. Cell D1 for those following along at home. So basically the D1, which is a uh, t- which is the bottommost row on the door, uh, the row that uh, Phil, who's carrying you, cannot see. You see that that square is glowing on the door. Okay. I, th- I think we should go to D1 first. All right. But if you want tight. me to carry you, I can carry you to D1. As she's saying that, I step on D1. <laughs> so you take a bit, and so that one seems an easy enough, or a bit of a difficult step from the ledge you're on, but you're able to make it work. And you step there, and nothing seems to happen. You, you get up die. there? You don't I'm, not die. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Let me try to find more glowy things. Okay. Do you have like a mirror or something in your pocket to help. Take reflect? my goggles off my head. Okay. Oh, this is very difficult sitting on your shoulders. I pull off his goggles and I put That's them on. Just clearly impressive, yeah. Um, so you, as you take the, the goggles off and you know shine some more light showing the door, um, you realize that as you get closer from atop his shoulders, you're able to see more, or you're able to uh, see still the same amount of door pattern. Although Phil is from having taken a step forward onto the first row of tiles, you're no longer able to see this the third row of tiles. So you all still can't see the third row, and you now fill or door pattern squares. You can only see the top two door pattern squares. Phil Celeste, however, can still see all four squares on the door pattern, um, and you see that the uh, blue glow that emanates on the uh, on cell. D1 on the door pattern is now glowing brightly. Make a perception check to see if you can see the next row. I... Okay. I'm gonna... No, I'm gonna wait to use my cosmic omen. Okay. Make a perception check. So not re-roll it. Just tell me what your number is. (laughs) I was trying to do math in my head. Sorry. I got a 13 again. Just barely, you notice, let's D4 to decide which one it is. One, you notice that it's actually, it's pointing to the square in front of you. Okay, I point that out. Tell him to go to C1? Yeah. Hey, shine the, shine your eyes down this way. I can't see very well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You look down that way and you take a step forward without consequence. Again, Phil, you now can only see the top row, so you still have two rows of tiles left to traverse, and you on the door can only see the top row. Celeste, on his shoulders, you can see everything, suggesting the crocodile gets more and more information while man loses information. Celeste, make a perception check as you stare at the door to see which tile glows. Got a crit. You look at it, and you see it perfectly, but to your dismay... It is row B4. Or it's B4. You are in C1, which means you are, was that, uh, three, six. You're about seven feet 
from uh, the other tile. Mm. How are we supposed to get over there? Wait, which one is it? All right, you communicate that information to me. Um, it's the one way over there. I don't think you necessarily. I don't think you necessarily need to be on my shoulders. I think it's more at the information factor here. Oh. So I think you could get off, but I think we have to jump ten feet. Seven so, feet. Seven feet. Okay. Yeah. As long um, as we're in this square. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you climb off your shoulders? Can we yeah. both fit in this square? Just barely, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, you're squeezing. You're kind of packed into here. It's a tight balance, and any failure on a check will topple you into another square. But nothing bad happens for getting off his shoulders. Okay. You have seven feet of distance to cover from us without space to make a running jump. How do you do that? I cast Guidance on Phil. Uh, I... I wonder if we have to do this at the same time. What if because you... Oh, yeah, you're right. You did because... see that the door signs kept glowing after you stepped oh. on them. Oh. Okay. Uh, what I'm if... Are you... I'm, I'm going to warp you over there. I'm going to vortex warp her. And then I can thorn whip you to me. Yeah. How how far does that vortex warper? 90 feet. 90 feet? Wow. So you just or basically tell it. It doesn't switch. It doesn't do the switcheroo of you with them, right? It just. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. But I can do the switcheroo too. All right. Uh, so do you pitch her over there? Yeah. Uh, Celeste, you feel the magic swirl about you and suddenly, uh, as Phil works with some contraption, you find yourself uh, in that suddenly on the far side of the room. Celeste, you are plunged nearly into darkness. Sorry, Phil, you're plunged nearly into darkness as Celeste is taking your lights with her. Um, and uh, neither of you can see the door anymore now that you're both below the seven-foot ledge. Right. Um, I get Or sorry, Phil. Well. Oh, actually, Celeste, you're the only one who went forward, so Celeste, you can't see the door. Phil, you can still see the top row. The last row? Yeah, the remaining row. Okay. Um, but it's pitch black. Do I see any color emanating? Make make a perception check to see if you can. You have disadvantage because you're in the dark. Although it doesn't feel like that should be a disadvantage from being in the dark. So I'm not going to imply... In fact, you should have disadvantage by having light. Weird. I'm not going to imply the blindness uh, disadvantage. Just make a perception. You spot it and see that it is the... Uh, it is cell A4 right in front of Celeste. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, so it uh, it's the one you just step forward, A4. Okay. Uh, well, you should come with me, and then I thorn whip him towards me. Or, like, get okay. back as you realize, far so as I it, can. You, you realize if you throw, throw him up oh. to you, you're both going to have to make, I'm going to say, DC 13 deck saves to keep your footing in here. Because remember, they're just barely big enough that two squeezing people can fit on it. So if you're yanking someone over here, that impact runs a huge risk of knocking both of you off. That's why I think she should activate it. That's why I think she should take the step. Do you take the step or do you thorn whip? Okay. I'll take the step. Yeah, take a step back and then I'm going to like kind of jump or something. So like ready to pull me when I'm in the air. I don't even know if that helps, but... 
like while you're in air throwing yeah, well, at me? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna like try and jump seven feet, and you pull me. When I'm Do you air. take the step first? Yeah, I take the step first. You take the step. You hear a click on the door as if it's unlocked all of a sudden. Cool. All right, all right here I go. All right, I'm casting yeah. guidance. All right, what do I need? I mean? uh, strength athletics to see if you can jump that far. Your normal standing long jump with strength of 10 is five feet. So uh, I'm going to need to. Oh, look at that. You easily get across. In fact, yeah, you get across to safety. Uh, Celeste, you turn towards the ledge next to you, and you realize you could climb up over this ledge to pass through that door if you'd like. Um, oh, yeah, wait, I wait for. Wait, what? yeah. Let's shoulder up again. Yeah. Don't make any movements yet. Who's going to be the shoulderer? Hey, hop on. Okay. We got a, a thing going. <laughs> got our moves. Yeah. Do I need to, like, roll another whatever I rolled to put her on my shoulders? Uh, no. To get her on your shoulders is fine. To get up over the ledge does require a strength athletics. And oh, yeah. disregard what I was saying about the clicking noise. Just you see the squares are glowing. Okay. Oh, okay. So all the squares are glowing. We're at the door. I'm on. Well, you haven't gotten to the door yet because you haven't climbed up over the ledge. Okay. That's going to require uh, if you're climbing with on if he is climbing with you on his shoulders, that will require a de- uh, strength athletics check to do. Are there any like? Do I see any of the groovings in the walls, or like if we were to just climb up at the same time? Does it seem like that? Could uh, you don't know what necessarily would trigger anything in here. There's like there's no grooves on the walls. Uh, you can tell that if you failed to climb up the wall, like if you were, there's no check required for you to climb up on your own. That is fine and handy. You could see you're right now in here, not on anyone's shoulder, and that seems fine. So you could try that. Uh, there is a check to climb up if you're climbing up with somebody on your shoulders. Let's just climb. You want to climb? Let's just climb it. And you're climbing as individuals? Yeah. Yeah. All right. You both climb up onto the ledge, finding yourself tucked narrowly into this ledge, looking at this wooden door in front of you with the glowing squares. As as you look at it, you realize there is no handles. There's no uh, handles. There's no clear way to open it. But did it make a clicking noise? You said ignore the clicking noise. Ignore the clicking noise. What if we, like, push on those four spots at the same time? Okay. Let's give it a shot. Or we can try the good old speak friend and enter trick. Melon. Melcroc. So so you're both sitting there and just pressing the squares at random? No, No. we're pressing the four... (laughs) Who presses what square? Oh, this sounds like a trick. Um, There's the bottom two and the top two. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's turn around and look at the floor. I oh, perceive that's a the good floor idea. Really quick. Now that we're... From this angle? Yeah. Maybe get on my shoulders, Celeste. Okay. Uh, as you stare out at the room, uh, nothing about... Er, the tiles seem indescript, but you do notice that the back half of the room, like the half that you came in from, 
that has the human on it talking to Crocodile, and the half that you're currently on, the top half, has uh, Crocodile on it. So basically the room's almost divided into two pieces with C and D being human and A and B being Crocodile. Oh. So if you were... Sorry, you said C and D is Crocodile? Yes. Okay. No, C and D is human. uh, A and B is Crocodile. So if I do C and D while you do A and B at the same time... Well, now that we're looking out this way, the pattern's inverted, right? I haven't so we, inverted it, if that helps. Yeah, so now we just press the inverted buttons. I, I don't think the pattern has to be inverted. If oh, okay. A, a yeah, is still exactly A, and yeah, with what I said, oh, A I is still A. Saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but how do we do that if I'm on your shoulders? Well, I oh, just I have to you carry my, you. I just thought if you got on my shoulders or I got on your shoulders, there might be more information higher up that we can't see yet. Uh, you see that the ceiling is only about nine feet here, so oh, okay. you could both you could just kind of crunch in there if you're up on his shoulders, but you could fit. And you both could reach the door if you were on, one of you was on the other shoulders. You could both reach the squares on the door. Okay. So do you uh, do it from one person on the other shoulders, or do you do it not from one person on the other shoulders? I think we should do it on shoulders. Okay. Who gets on whose shoulders? Um, Phil, you should get on my shoulders. Yeah, I guess let's switch for dramatic effect. Yeah. Alright, so Phil, you climb on top of Celeste's shoulders. Uh, Celeste, we've stopped up, puts your move speed to five feet. Oh, yeah. uh, you're aching beneath the weight of Phil. Uh, you have these four squares glowing on the door in front of you. Who presses what square? Okay, I'm the human, so I do oh. C, D. No, 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 no. What? Hold on. Because my feet touch the other ones to activate it, technically. I feel like you should touch all of them now. Because my f- feet touched... The, well, but we split because you touched that one. We should switch. So anyone that y- I touched, you should touch now. And any of them that you activated, I should activate now. Am I thinking about this too deeply? I'm a little confused at what you just said. So, like, if we're going to press and create the same pattern, right, mm-hmm. Celeste? Yeah. When you were on my shoulders, uh huh. I was the one who first pressed D1 and C1, okay? Mm-hmm. And then you pressed B4. Oh, interesting. And A4. So I okay. should press the ones that I didn't touch. So I should be pressing A4 and B4. You should be pressing C1, C1 and D1. Okay. I encourage those crew members who aren't currently in here to uh, weigh in if they have ideas. I think you're overthinking that. I think the man should press C1 and D1. Crocodile should press A4 and B4. Crocodile in the situation being Celeste. Man in the situation being... It okay. does turn out to be the same thing, though. Not in this kind room. Of, kind of funny enough. Well, no, because Phil, what Phil was saying, anyway, we don't have to get into it, but I think we were saying the same thing, but in think, more confusing ways. I think ways. since Phil's feet touched C and D, he should touch C and D. You think so? Yes. Because That's I'm just not. my opinion. That's my opinion. Because I'm thinking like the inverse being like, now we got to pay it forward. 
I'll well, just do the ones that I did. Yeah, I think this is a representation of the human having to give information to the crocodile and the crocodile, like, well, the crocodile is like having like well kind of depending on the human is the one that's able to move forward okay i don't know uh, i'll metagame it let's do it let's do what the boss says it's not even I metagaming mean- it that's your city you're puzzling it out <laughs> all right so uh what would phil, what you- think on this? <laughs> phil which one do you touch the ones that i stepped on so you touch uh, D1 and C1, the bottom two? Yeah. All right, and then Celeste, which do you touch? I'll touch the other ones. So A4, B4. And all right, you touch these in the order you stepped on them. And then the door gr- like makes this, uh, now it makes a click sound and swings open. Uh, revealing Thanks, on the- Ryan. On the far end- the door opens to the treasury. The floor of this dusty 40-foot-high, 20-foot-wide chamber is littered with dinosaur bones. Webs stretch from the walls to 30-foot-tall cent- er, stretch from the walls to a 30-foot-tall central pillar, coiled around which is a narrow stone staircase wrought in the shape of a, ma- a massive snake. Its steps cover- are covered with dust. Carved into the pillar are reliefs of a man carrying a crocodile. The reliefs follow the stairs to the top of the pillar, on which sits a large, beautiful ceramic jug, lit, you realize, by an open-top skylight from way above, in somewhere up in the crocodile's head, streaming down into this room. This ornate beautiful like jug seems to be made of a silvered material that's not quite silver not quite platinum something astral about it something not of this world it is beautiful and strange and it screams of ancient wonder what happens if we touch it it's up at the top of a 30 foot tall central pillar coiled around which is a snake-shaped narrow stone staircase, like a narrow stone staircase wrought in the shape of a snake, and its steps are covered with dust. And the pillar is carved with reliefs of a man carrying a crocodile. I don't know. The museum. I'm, <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. All I know is I'm tired. I wonder what the other guys are doing. I know. Seriously, you'd think they would have caught up with us by now. Alright, so the name of the game is Boulder Parchment Shears. What's up, Chaotic Normies? It's me, your friend, Ryan, who plays your favorite bard, Rubear Graysand, on Chaotic Normal, The Shattered Isles. Hope everyone's doing well out there, enjoying the unofficial start of summer. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts, share with your friends, your family, your coworkers. Play it on the, you know, speaker at work. Play it at your desk. 
Uh, play it in your next Zoom meeting. Share your screen and play it. Get everyone and get everyone involved. Gather around the old podcast player. Send any questions, concerns, comments, and your favorite uh, low carb pasta recipes. Started keto this week and looking for some low carb recipes. So yeah, send those over to chaoticnormalpod at gmail.com. you like us on social medias, and maybe we'll start actually posting from them. But psh, no promises. And yeah, no announcements this week. Sorry for the late episode, by the way. It's been kind of busy, and I uh, didn't have time to do the edit until today. But uh, yeah, I'll talk to you all next week. So until then, bye-bye. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.